Welcome to the Talent Transformation Podcast from Aperture. The world of work is going through profound change, and we are here to talk to the people that are at the epicenter of it. I'm your host, Dimitri Boylan, CEO of Aperture, a leading HCM platform for strategic HR. In this show, we speak to trailblazers, change makers, and HR pioneers, people who are creating innovative solutions to the biggest talent challenges today. Our guests are reshaping the way their organizations are acquiring and nurturing talent, and they're here to share their experiences and insights. No matter where you are in the talent transformation journey, we hope this podcast has something for you. This is the movement shaping the future of work. Welcome to the Talent Transformation Podcast. Our guest today is Steve Page, Global VP of Product Management at IKEA. Steve, welcome. Thank you very much for inviting me. It's good to have you here, Steve. Um, IKEA is a big brand, so I think a lot of people feel they know a lot about the company. Um, so I want to dig a little more into your background um, first. Sure. Um, I spent a lot of time as a headhunter um, before I got into technology, and I think you did too. Yes. Yeah. The start of my career really was uh, as a recruiter, then moving to difficult to fill roles as a headhunter. And it was uh, quite challenging, quite interesting, but it was the the thing that really pushed my interest in uh, uh, in this particular market sector. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a shared experience, but it's interesting that you then made that transition into a product role. Yeah. Well, is is it a product role or is it a technology role? It's it's a combination. So my my career really moved from being a recruiter and a headhunter, and then I I moved. I I wanted to make an impact within organisations, so I ended up moving into HR, into HR business partnering roles to influence how we recruited and who we recruited, um, and then eventually became a global HR uh, director. This role is a combination of of that and the digital aspects. Um, so I'm very keen on efficiencies, and I hate admin. I really hate admin. So as I went through my career, I was in a situation where I wanted to find ways of of reducing the amount of workload on admin that people were were suffering, especially as recruiters, because you're more effective if you're talking to people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you could stay yeah. on the phone all the time exactly. back in the day. Then you were, well, if you were a headhunter, you were making money. If you were uh, uh, inside a corporation, um, yeah, you were hiring more people. Yeah, exactly. So I was really interested in technology and and, and implementing technology to uh, to improve that. And this role at IKEA is a combination of the the understanding of HR. And then the implementation of digital strategies in order to um, bring that to life and, uh, and and also react to the market to make sure that we're effective in what we do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. When I when I left recruiting and went into uh, the internet to employment classifieds, um, and then came back to do the corporate work, um, I really struggled with the technology that the corporations were using, um, the traditional a- ATS. So. So we sort of developed what became CRM. Um, but tell me about your journey through the technologies that you've worked with. Um, <clears throat> yes, uh, I, when I first became a, maybe a, an organization asked me to be a recruitment manager or a recruitment director. 
Um, and then we, they would ask me to go out into the market and to see what technology we would bring in. Then it was the likes of Taleo were out there in the market starting Headway and, um, and Brass Ring and other um, interesting uh, uh, technologies were then coming in. And they were associating themselves to job boards like Monster and Total Jobs and other things that were happening. And so it, I was asked to go out and see if I could combine these technologies in order to make it more efficient. And as I then moved into the more HR environment, the HCM um, elements were coming in as well. So when you went, you, you started in recruiting, but um, when you went from figuring out how recruiters recruit better using technology um, into the rest of HR, um, was that a natural progression? And when you did that, did you find that what people were looking for was really different? Yeah, absolutely. Um, part of the frustration when you're, when you're a recruiter is trying to work out some of the weird and wonderful decisions that the organizations make with regards to, you know, you know this week I, we need a new salesperson because we're, we're not hitting our sales targets. So and then next week we can't afford a salesperson. Right. Well, how does that work? Surely you're still not hitting your sales targets, so therefore you need a salesperson. When you go more onto the HR side or to the business side, you realize that a lot of these decisions are not made by need. They're made by the internal politics that are driving um, the requirements of the organization. So having the understanding of why the decisions were made and what was driving uh, the need for external recruitment actually really helped a lot of recruiters and definitely me to, to pick the right technologies or to, to pick the right strategy to go out to market. And also, it made you very aware of speed because people could change their mind very, very quickly. So if you don't move quickly <laughs> and you haven't got the right technology <laughs> in place, then the, the, you, you may find yourself wasting your time. So that was yeah. a big thing as well. Yeah. So tell me about IKEA now um, because it's a big organization. Um, where are you inside that organization? So my role um, is actually with the digital organization at the moment. So I sit uh, under the uh, global CTO um, and I have uh, my clients are the HR team. My clients are the retail business. My clients um, are the, um, the executives in the, in the business who want to understand exactly the, the next um, strategy that we're, we're going to use to go forward. So... Um, I have a team of about 300 people underneath me, or I, myself and, and uh, a colleague of mine based in India. Mm -hmm. uh, we share the responsibilities of driving both the product organization and the engineering organization. Um, and we basically have the overview of all people technology uh, for uh, all of the workforce globally. Okay. So how are you, how are you thinking about this now? You're, are you in the middle of a digital transformation right now? Yes, right in the middle. So it's not just a technology rollout. Um, it's actually a ways of working and a uh, sort of a global mentality change. So it's a cultural change that we're going to. So every country we roll out to, it's not just um, the technology that's changing, it's the processes that are changing, how we do those processes, the impact of those processes. Um, so it's a very big um, cultural change that we're doing. While we're doing that, we're also doing a massive change on, uh, in the stores about the way that we um, schedule our people. Uh, we're, we're taking the view that 
to really attract people to the organization and uh, to live up to our values, we need to empower um, our colleagues to be able to make choices of their own. So when you're um, in the store, you may have a contract to fulfill maybe 30 hours a week, um, but it's you can't work on a Tuesday or maybe you can't do anything on the weekends because right. of childcare. So we're now going through a process of uh, uh, implementing new technology so they can have uh, impact on their own schedules. They can swift, um, sh uh, swap shifts. They can um, make decisions. They can speak to their colleagues and, and, and make internal moves rather than having to burden management with uh, uh, with all these decisions. Right. As long as you keep operations at a certain level of yeah. of, of strength, um, if they can move around underneath that, with exactly. What they do exactly. But that does place a lot more demand on the technology. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. So it's. So it's, it's, for us, it's at the moment, it, we're trying to get a better understanding of, of, of what the flow should be, how much control we give to um, our, our colleagues, how much needs to be done by managers, how much needs to be done centrally. Um, and we have a, quite a, a disparate franchised network of, of hundreds of stores uh, in different countries with different legal precedents, and this then changes the way that they need to work as well. So our recruiting practices need to reflect our new values and our new culture that we're going to impl implement as well. So Yeah, it's a more complex story to tell for the recruiters. Yes. Um, but I think the idea there also is that you are better able to satisfy the demand, right? Yes, and, and, and the, the nature of the target audience is changing. So... Um, one of the things which we're really becoming cognizant of is that we're not really going out to the market to identify candidates anymore. We're we're going to market to identify digital users. So mm. um, the this generation, or not even the generation, but the, the people now have so much more understanding of how to use digital platforms, um, then we can reach them in different ways. And so... Uh, um, we need to, to be selling ourselves as an organization, as a modern, um, uh, attractive um, uh, organization for them to, and then them to understand the value of coming to work for us as well. So it's, we, we, again, it's the whole thing is changing at the moment and we're trying to keep up with it. That, that, that's a lot of change in a very big organization globally. Um, you're in the, reporting up to the CTO, so you yeah. are on the technology side of the house. Yeah. Um, how do you how do you deal with the expectations that the business side has about new things like AI, for example? Yeah, uh, I, I think the business is really looking to us to give guidance as to how um, things like machine learning and AI um, are going to benefit the organization. Um, so we need to get a better understanding of of what you know chatbots we need to use, what type of interactive tools we need to use, at what point we lean on technology to organize interviews, to identify um, candidates in the market and, and such. Um, I think the business is looking to us to with the problem, not necessarily understanding the solution. So we need to become with that solution very quickly once we've managed to articulate what the problem is we're trying to solve. And you know, yeah. normally that problem is volume. Um, and uh, you know, and competing with you know other people in the market, and at the, you know, when you're when you're talking about store level, 
you know, we have a lot of competitors for yeah. for our, our staff. Yeah. Have you always been in, in, in on, when did you get into retail? Um, uh, retail, my background is I've mainly been with either high tech organizations. Yeah. I spent a little bit of time in Formula One. Um, oh, yeah. How exciting. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you they think, give you a car? Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, I didn't get it. I didn't get a, a car. But the, um, the uh, so I've really come from semiconductors, high tech software, oh, that sort of. Okay. Yeah, where where actually the it was not high volume um, recruitment, it was more specialist, directive recruitment. But that actually, in itself, gave me a really good way of understanding that I needed to identify what the problem was first before I can go and get the solution. Uh, and high volume um, recruitment is a strategy to go and solve that problem. So uh, yeah. it's a different way of doing it, um, but it's. Uh, uh, but you're actually using the same sort of mentality to go and uh, identify how to do it. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, so this is my, I've worked for a couple of uh, smaller retailers, but nothing at this level before. Yeah, it's very competitive on the ground yeah. in retail. It's a t different beast altogether, right? Um, and, 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 and particularly because of scale, Yeah. right? So has the scale thing made you think differently about the technology? Um, yes, because you're, I, I think the scale... More, more the breadth of of multi-country um, targeting as well. You, you've got legislation that you need to be thinking of. You've got um, changing boundaries in the way that we even um, speak to people and address them. Um, so, you know, we have to be cognizant of the way that we utilize technology because also you don't want to impersonalize yeah. the whole thing because if you just rely on technology, then suddenly you're not speaking to people. If you're not speaking to people, you're not really giving them a sense or feel of your values and, and your the tradition that we have in a company like IKEA. So we're trying to balance it at the moment, but uh, you know, it's the scale itself, everything in IKEA, because it's a store by store, it's still very localized. Even if you yeah. do something uh, from a country level or a continent level or a global level, we're always thinking of what is happening on the ground in the store. So we have to recruit with that localized mentality, but just do it on a bigger scale. Yeah, yeah. And does that also involve language? Yes. So you're working in local languages all over the world yes. at the retail level. And, and this is a, uh, is interesting. I had a conversation with um, uh, another avatar user yesterday um, who was asking how we managed that how we, uh, because we, we use 30 plus languages in Avature alone. They said, but how do you do that? Because, you know, that's a lot of work. Said, yeah, it, it is. is. It is a lot of work. But this is one of the values that IKEA has is that we respond to our local market. If we make a commitment to go into Romania or into Bulgaria or into China or into a particular region that has a dialect or a language that, that uh, we're not currently using, we will commit to doing that because yeah. we are attracting a localized group of people and we want to demonstrate that we are responding to the local culture. So it is one of the core values of our organization to say, yeah, it's costly and it's a lot of work, but we're committed to do it. Right. It's fundamental to the business model Absolutely. Of, of IKEA. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, for a lot of our customers, I mean, we have customers that have to do that. We have customers that, you know, they're high tech, they work in English. High-tech workers are very highly paid. They all have a certain level of technical aptitude. Yeah. Um, so they narrow the scope of the things that they actually have to do um, in each market. And sometimes the markets actually start looking all the same. Yeah. 
Um, whereas I know, you know, we we support you in in China, and you know, WeChat is where most people communicate. They yep. tend to run their life on it. And if you're recruiting in in China and you're not uh, relevant on WeChat, you're probably not getting candidates, right? So, exactly. and yet it's it's not an issue at all. You, you don't even use WeChat in Europe or the United States. Yeah. Um, so, so how do you so how do you operationalize that complexity too, though? Because you have to roll out systems around the world. Okay, you have to train people around the world. You have to train people in different languages around the world. Um, you have to collect data from around the world to figure out how much you know about what's happening in all of these places. Are you doing anything special in that sense? How do you think, how do you look at the data that you get from your recruiting operations? What do you do with it? Well, we, at the moment, we're, we're going on a, uh, a drive to create um, data hubs. Okay. Um, that specifically draw um, data from particular types of technologies around the world. We have a quite a wide portfolio of technology that we're trying to bring under control a little bit. Okay, um, yeah. Again, being a, 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 a traditionally technology was was you know, was chosen in the location that uh, it was being running. So we have recruitment tools, we have language tools all over the world that are independently bought by the uh, the countries or by the, the uh, stores themselves. So we're trying to bring that all together. Uh, once we're doing that, then we're trying to bring the data into centralized data hubs so we can we can manage it. And that's the best way to do it, for, one, for security, um, GDPR rules, data protection rules of individual countries as well. Um, and from there, we can then start pulling the information out to create insights. And I think this is one of the things that, that we are very serious about is, one, protecting the data that we have about our employees but make sure that we use the data positively within the organization to generate enough of an insight and understanding that we can then help managers to make good decisions. We can make great recruiting decisions. We can understand trends. We can understand issues or problems uh, from that as well. And we can then start doing predictions um, on where there might be a, a, an issue within a, either a particular country or a particular organization to say, after maybe two years service in this particular area in this type of role we tend to start losing people so mm -hmm. you know what do we do do we sit back and say okay well we just prepare for that to happen or do we say what how can we get them re-engaged what are, what are the interests where are they going how are they you know where do they, they want to develop um and we have a great tradition across um ikea of of development so you know our cfo and our our current ceo all of them, you know, developed from other roles within IKEA, mm -hmm. whether it be from a store manager or from a logist logistics lead to to working on uh, launching a country or, or, or running a, a region, to now taking these senior positions. Um, and there are multiple children of, of multiple of, of stories of individuals who, who started their role handing out blue bags at doors in stores right. okay that are now running teams of hundreds of people across the the globe uh, with ikea because the opportunities are there so we need to use that data in a way that we can spot the opportunities to grow and develop what we have because you know it's it would be such a waste to let you know to, to lose someone to a shoe shop right you know um, because we haven't spotted something that they need 
Right. Um, right. And we could have easily addressed it if we understood that. So this is, you know, this gives us a greater insight. So obviously there are technical ways that you can enable this and facilitate this around the world um, with inter internal mobility and, you know, better engagement with employees. Um, is that, it, it, uh, and yet that challenge is really vast, yeah. right? Um, uh, are there special things you're doing right now that you think are going to uh, more to facilitate that more from a technical perspective? Yeah, we're, we're, we're looking, I mean, it is a vast challenge and it will be an ongoing thing that we need yeah. to do. Um, and there's different things needed for different re regions. At the minute, we're trying to capitalize on what we can do to create simplicity um, and uh, synchronization throughout the business. Um, so it's, you know, what what are the, the, the things that our, our co-workers are, you know, would appreciate that are being done elsewhere? So th things like um, benefit portals um, um, and onboarding tools that we're doing with, with Avature, for instance, at the mm -hmm. moment, the way we onboard people and the information we give them about that, if it's, you know, if, if we can make it so basically the, the process they go through in, you know, Sweden is the same process they'll go through in the US or the same process they go through in the UK or in China, then it's going to make the company seem a lot more smaller and, and, and more of a community. Mm -hmm. um, and that is the real setup of, of, of IKEA is we're meant to come together and meant to be one group of people. So trying to leverage technology to... Um, to, to recognize the, the, the similarities we have across yeah. these areas yeah, yeah, is yeah. really quite key overall. Yeah, so. yeah. So what's, uh, what's the biggest challenge you have now over the next couple of years? Um, I think um, merging the portfolios that we have, um, identifying key um, technology partners that, are gonna, mm. that we're going to build this um, new technology foundation on, uh, we need to um, really launch technologies that are going to appeal to a new digital generation. Um, yeah, and that—that's and 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 we, we're going to we're going to do that in a way that's yeah we're going to fail on a couple of things. We're going to make a few wrong mistakes, and we can sure. adjust. But we need to be very agile in the way we do it. We need to recognize that early and then move to to the next stage. But I think right now we're trying to um, unpick the complexity that we've created mm -hmm. over the last 80 years um it's worked very well it's not a problem right but we can be more efficient we can be more cost effective and we can um, and we can then sort of start rebuilding a, on a foundational platform um, yeah. of technology that's going to mean that we can make more efficient and more uh, speedy decisions so we need to look at how we you know one, one of the problems we have at the moment is the amount of time it takes from an initial contact uh, with someone who says, I would like to work with IKEA to when we could actually get to talk to them. Mm -hmm. A lot of companies have solved that. There's technologies out there that solve it. We just haven't engaged that technology fully at the moment. Now, right. Avature is, is exactly engaged. that yeah, for us. Right. Yes. We're not properly utilizing it yet. So we need to leverage that over the next year right. or so to say, right, okay, well, yeah, what do we do better? What are, what aren't we using, and how can we uh, be smarter in the way that we work to contact people? Yeah. Um, well, we see in the younger generation. Um, uh, I call it not the only one, but the attention economy. Yeah. Right. Well, you don't really have a lot of time to yeah. get the attention of people anymore. You're down to 
you know, advertisers think six to eight seconds to get a person's attention. And then to hold their attention has really become a completely new game. So I think, um, you know, having, uh, having strategies to, to address the real market trends is absolutely survival. Yeah. You know, to survive, you, you need to do that. Final question, is it, is it getting harder or easier to hire? Um, it's getting different. Different. It's different to hire. I, I think um, no, it's very lucky to have a brand as well known as IKEA. Um, it's yeah. very iconic. Um, it's interesting environment, but we do we get a lot of recommendations because we do create a very nice environment for people to work in. You know, most of the people that I talk to when I travel around the world, I ask them why they 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 worked at. To, if they worked at IKEA for 10 years, why, why are you still working? Even if they're on the shop floor or cashier, it's all, I love it, the people. I just love the people. I love the setup. I love coming to work every day. I love what I do. And the only way, even if you've got someone with that attitude, the only way you can continue that is to create the environment around them that, that allows them to flourish right. out of that. Yeah. And that's, that's the bit that we're very proud of. Um, in, in the organization because we've created that. Mm. We need to continually work to maintain that um, and we need to get the right people in that's going to um, add to, to, to that going forward. So um, I think we've always had um, a lot of people, but, we, but we've you know, 1.6 million um, applications in the last 12 months have come through um, to, to IKEA and we hire about 93,000 um, people. Um, so there's a lot of turnaround now being in retail that that's that's, that, that's of course yep um but it is a competitive market as we spoke before and we need to be quicker and we need to take advantage when people want to work with us then we need to do that so again it's about engaging new technologies to to be proactive rather yep. than reactive and, I, and again this is the sort of thing that we work into in the next 12 months or so fantastic steve thank you so much for coming in sharing some some uh, insights with us. Um, it's been a pleasure. Pleasure from my side. Thank you. Thank you to Steve Page, Global VP of Product Management at IKEA, for joining us on the Talent Transformation Podcast. It was interesting to hear how the world's largest furniture company delivers a local approach to recruiting, which aligns with its retail experiences. And that's all we have time for in this episode of the Talent Transformation Podcast. I hope you've been able to take something away from this interview that will help you in your own transformation journey. If you're enjoying the show, please do rate our review on your app of choice. And if you want to find out more about Aperture, head over to Aperture.net, LinkedIn, or our YouTube channel. I'm Dimitri Boylan. I look forward to seeing you again next time.